What's up guys? Tonight's podcast is a night podcast and it is currently half ten at night. We've just eaten a lot of food. It's a Friday and we decided to get the mic out. We have Fraser Parr. Good afternoon. We have Mr. Ganny K. Good, good evening. Afternoon. I'm only just getting started. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a student. I get up late. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we were all having a chat around dinner. Um, intellectual, and intellectual chats. And on Friday nights, it seems to be like intellectual chats. Yeah, it's, it's, become, it's becoming a weekly thing this now, isn't it? It was. Last, last week's Tom was discussing tax. I don't want to go through that. Things, yes, I right. don't want to go through that. No, we're definitely <laughs> not going through that one. Uh, and though. we were discussing work ethic, and we thought, why not get the mic out and see what we get? Yeah, wing it. So go on, guys. You have a very good premise for this. You have an idea. Yeah. You have so, a clearer path of where you want this to go. Work ethic's a, a quite interesting thing, I think, for everyone, and it's very different. It doesn't matter what upbringing you have. I think sometimes it's got to come down to you. Um, so obviously, like both, all all three of us have had a very different upbringing. So like Deck, go on, you because Deck, I would say, has got the best work rate out of anyone that I pretty much know and us at this table. Yes, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> when you haven't got much talent, you have to make up for it. Ah, uh, um, get the violin out. <laughs> no, obviously. I was brought up in Radcliffe, which anyone knows is a derelict part of Manchester Great and area. a deprived part of Manchester. Great Unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, it was very colourful upbringing, mm. shall we say. And I've always had a work ethic. I don't know if, and this is part of the debate, I don't know if it was born through my parents being working class or if you're just born with it because I, even from a young age, whether that be seven, eight, nine, going running in the morning, making sure I'm careful of what I eat from the age of like 11, 12, being a little weird kid. <laughs> Limiting myself to one bag of crisps a week and stuff like that. Like I was definitely different. Um, so yeah, I've got a phrase away. Very, very, very different. Who was getting a cake every time he went home from uni, baked by mother. Oh. And took one with me. Oh, and it took all There's benefits it. from being away from home. Like when you when you come back, you're like the favourite, aren't you? It's great. Until you've been home for a day. <laughs> Until you've been home for like a day, two days tops, and then they just hate you again. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead, what was your upbringing like? So, yeah, like kind of similar in the fact that we, we didn't obviously have, have much. Uh, it was just obviously me and my mum. Mum and dad are separated. So I, I saw my mum trying to keep a roof over our head, um, scrimping and like saving all the time. And the thing is, I've I've got a big thing around this where my my like grandparents came over from India. They're immigrants, so I've almost got like a, an immig- immigrant men- mentality when it comes to certain things. Like, so when immigrants come over to any country, you've got to have insane work ethic and like just basically build everything. So like I I kind of thought about that, but in my head at the, when I was young. It was very much silver spoon in effect, where mm. I was the youngest of most of our our cousins, so they did everything. So when it was like painting people's houses and everything, they do that. I wouldn't. Um, so my work ethic probably only got better from when I started like the fitness journey, because that's when it kind of showed me like this is what you can do with a bit of hard work. Do you think that was results driven though? Because you were seeing results, you were willing to put that work in. 
Yeah, I probably say so because like we we obviously all three of us spoke about like school and what obviously one of the podcasts is going to be about university and yeah. but like a part of that like when when I was at school I just didn't like have any of that like I just breezed pie on like getting C's in all my subjects where I think work ethics are very like it's almost like self pride with a lot of it mm. but yeah go on phrase what's what's yours so for me I would say that I have been extremely fortunate in my upbringing where we, we mum and dad have done very well for themselves uh, we're comfortable like obviously as me and Gan have said in other podcasts yeah. but on our last one I was private school educated um, so obviously compared to you two private school is a little bit different yeah yeah um but yeah, so I feel like for me, I was always, I, I've, I'm very, very thankful for my upbringing in, in the fact that if I ever needed anything, I was given it. Was it like a drop of a hat? Um, I, I, I wouldn't quite say a drop of a hat. If it, if it was one of them things that say, say I needed a piece of gear to go and play a sport. Yeah, it'd be and, there. They, they would say, okay, no worries, we'll get you that. Obviously, if it was, oh, mum, I want these new footy boots, but I've got yeah. a pair which are totally sound, she'd be like, do one. Like, but obviously, like if, if I needed anything to progress forward in life, then it was offered to me in a way. So I'm extremely thankful for that. But So, yeah, so it's obviously very different to you two, but sort of similar in the same way. So I've wrote something down on my phone and obviously you two have just seen like work ethic in sports is quite a, an interesting thing. I know you spoke to Nathan about it, about yeah, like from, an, from a young age. Do you think you probably got a better work ethic because like both you guys started at a high, fairly high level at a young age. That's a high pressure environment. I think born, being brought up in Manchester, sport is everything. Like, yeah. Yeah. Football is it's massive. It's they life. have the best rugby teams, the best cricket team, the best basketball. Like Fraser played for like, spinners, I think, uh, for a little while. Mm-hmm. Like the, the sport is everything. And I know for me, like it was, it, for me personally, it was like, if I put the work in, I got better and yeah, I got better yeah, results. So you, a lot of the time, if you see results and the gym's very similar, once yeah. you start seeing mm-hmm. results, it helps you, it motivates you. Definitely. And it's the same with work ethic. If you put some work in or work, like, you know, you strive to a goal and you reach it, you're more likely to utilize that and take it forward. And inherently, you're going to learn a lesson. And the lesson is if I work hard, I get a reward. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's kind of how life's treated. Look, we, you know, the harder you work, the more you get paid. Is yeah. the general premise. Yeah. The more hours you work, the more yeah. money you get paid, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But just to go back on like Fraser's upbringing, like obviously they took me in when I was like sixteen, 16 but I knew that like, yeah. like before then. Yeah. Um, I was his cricket coach, and like his his dad is actually someone that I look up to because like when I started living with them, like I would get up fairly early. I thought I got up fairly early. Yeah. And I, so I was getting up like six, but his dad was already in the office doing yeah. emails at six o'clock. Wow. And then when I was getting, because I'm quite a routine person, when yeah. I was getting ready for bed at nine or half nine, ten o'clock, his dad was could be still be in the office just tidying up, getting ready for the next day. And yeah, like for me, working. it was a great work ethic and it was what I based a lot of my goals in life going forward. So like I know that like, I want to send my kids to grammar school and I know that yeah. I want my kids to like 
learn music and have like sports. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, have, have, a, have a varied, have a varied like varied, curriculum. Yeah. Because like Fraser will tell you, like him and his sister, like I, I've played every sport possible. I've tried. How many kids can snowboard, ski, yeah. play the music that you can play, read yeah. music like you, yeah. you know, play good. Like I remember, they were like, "Oh, where's Fraser? Oh, he's gone on a history trip to Rome or something <laughs> like, like that." It's crazy. <laughs> Never in Rome. <laughs> um, I played. You're thinking I played basketball in Italy. That was it, yeah, yeah. But so, like, it's still just was like, amazing. That, was, that, was, that <laughs> was with the town, actually. That wasn't actually through school. That was ah, through, oh. through the town. But, but still, it was pretty sick. I think, <laughs> I think like, his dad obviously has a great work ethic. Yeah, and 100%. work is something in his family that is, like, very important. And I think yeah, yeah. Uh, it taught me a lot at 16 years of age. Don't get me wrong, my family worked really hard. But I would say Andrew worked smart as well. And, like, That's... the way he lived his life, like, he could go and see all his kids play sport, whether yeah. that be Bell performing a show or Fraser playing cricket. And... Like, that's the life I want to live, and obviously that inspired me a lot. So that's where my work ethic comes from mm. a lot. And then I have other people that I look to, like I look at Sir Alex Ferguson, I look at Casey Neinstadt. I see people who are my, like, who I look up to. I wouldn't call them role models or idols, but they're people who work hard and, like, you can see the benefits. But going back to sport, like, Fraser played a lot of sport. Like, you would go, yeah. we'd go to cricket coaching nearly every night. Most nights. Or football. Even, like, whenever it was basketball. Schedule, still be there. Yeah, we'd go to Lancashire Nets. Yeah. Your dad had a coach for you. Like, yeah. Like, that is work. Yeah. I know it's like it sounds. Oh yeah, it's nice that you could have a coach, but if he doesn't want to go and do it, or if he doesn't put that graft in, no, it why? doesn't get done. And he can't be as good at it. Yeah, know. exactly. No, because I, I I always felt like I know we we spoke about it on the first podcast you did with me, mm. and like obviously everyone that knows me loves knows I love jujitsu and like combat sports. I got into it a couple of years ago. Probably still will go back to it eventually just to try it again. But I always thought to myself, I would have loved to have done it at a younger age. Yeah, I think everyone's like that with any sport you do. Yeah. You would love to have started. Like I would have liked to have started cricket and stuff like that at a younger age. I'd love to have started powerlifting at a younger age. Like, but is that because of the lessons? Um, why well, would I have liked to start at a younger age? Just yeah. because you get, I get enjoyment out of it, and the younger yeah. you start, the more enjoyment you get. And yeah. the other thing is like. I always think the the way you get to the top of any sport is if you start at a younger age. Like yeah, the yeah, people who are at the best. At a younger age, you learn a lot quicker. If we're all really honest here, Fraser would be a professional cricketer if he'd started earlier. Yeah, really. Like, there's no, like most likely, wow. most likely, like he he's a very good cricketer as it is, but he started quite late. To be fair, he started at like started eleven, 11 yeah. and he'd, he he I think he may have started earlier, but he started with really poor coaching. I never, and he, I never played properly. No, he never played wow. properly. It was only when I brought him into the team that yeah. he actually started playing proper yeah. cricket. And like it takes people to have good coaches, and actually yeah. LJ's podcast, which was a few weeks ago, um, her podcast we talk about a coach and having a good coach and. Obviously, that helps with work ethic as well. Because they'll be telling yeah. you, you know, when you're working Definitely. too hard or not I'd, working I'd enough. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Believing in I've, your coach. Having so many different coaches for totally different things, I totally agree with that. Well, we both went to Myersco yeah. and we had different styles of coaches. So totally completely different. different. So, like, obviously, we talk about coaching style now, but how it can relate to work ethic. So, our coach was an ex paratroop. Paratrooper wow. who was like a dr- more of a drill sergeant. He was crazy. It, it was a one legend. of those things where it was you will run. Yeah, and, yeah, and keep yeah. running. Yeah, and he was fantastic. Like and people. Were, oh yeah, like he's his method was very coaches. army. Basically, it was break you down and then build you back up. Where and but we would go to war for him. Yeah, and where Fraser's was different, but I don't think Fraser would have worked with Rich too well. But Fraser's coach, and he went to the same academy. Yeah. 
Fraser's coach had like a more analytical, scientific, more, you could say, proven. Yeah, you could say nowadays it was more of a modern yeah. coaching methods. Yeah, yeah. Where it's quite a mental side to it. You reviewed footage. You, there was always videos going on in training where you could review things, and you'd yeah. always look back at things. You would never really get but not coach, shouted at, but you would. Is you'd it know. like it's? It's basically like. Work smarter, not harder, isn't it? Yeah, but with, with, this with is, that person. So that's, with that saying, I think that's quite, for me, that's an irritating saying because <laughs> I actually work. I actually, I'm, although I was brought up with Rich, probably mainly, I actually work as a coach myself, more like Liam, who is yeah. was his coach. Um, but people say, oh, but Dex's team may have worked harder because they did more sprints. But you still have to put focus in watching those yeah, videos. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. still have to. Yeah. You still have to do the analytics, which is behind the work, which is still working at your craft. Oh, I would argue it, it, that it watching those videos and doing the analytical work was harder because it required more focus than mindless running. Yeah, and yeah. if you yeah, look okay. at yeah. so that's obviously like obviously guys got, smiling now. Yeah. But that's a good change that, of opinion. Though. That really, that, really I, I, irritated me that a lot of people. It's like in my industry with PT, people think, "Oh, this guy's working really hard because he's done ten laps." Oh, why doesn't he do six sprints, interval yeah, sprints? Do you know, like, there's ways of yeah. working better, smarter, and just saving because you're time. Not, you know, it's not necessarily saving time. It's, it's. I think there's better ways of getting results. It's as simple as like, that. There'll never be a perfect overload. way, but we'll always find that best way possible for you. Yeah, that's a big thing. So, obviously, like, you, you've met my cousin Shaker, and mm. he's not going to mind me saying this, but my progress over the last year was quite big in ter- yeah, just drastic yeah in terms of deadlift alone where shakers probably struggle with that just because he doesn't progressive overload he just tries to like danny said in one of the podcasts beast himself every yeah. session and and that's not the way to go by like science has shown and like i've made those mistakes and that's like that's why i know how to do it as well like, yeah and i a really really good coach called david green um who was at our old gym skip um he taught me it and he said like he has a lot of good athletes do you not remember him no. <laughs> the little guy who had all the rogue equipment the best coach anyway I've ever met in my life um, and he uh, he said none of his athletes ever and I mean ever do one RMs or go to failure ever and he's the honestly he's one of the best coaches he doesn't do what I do he does body transformations but oh, right, he is an amazing coach and like he gets great physiques and great results and their strength will keep going up because obviously with like the exercises they do, they're still increasing the weights, but just yeah. because you're not testing doesn't mean they're not increasing, if that it makes sense. Um, so plus, it's not needed for what he's doing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And and that's the same thing. So whenever you're playing any sport or doing any sort of, even if it's just your job, your career, and you want a work ethic, you know, make it relatable to what you're doing as well. So you could work really, really hard, but if you're not working at the right thing, what's the point of having that work ethic? Yeah, it, it's it's funny because I, I had a thing and like, I was wondering whether to say, tell this or not, but I'm, I'm going to anyway. So I last year I had obviously a bit of a different job and I was a project manager and I had like someone in in the like wider team, and they were they were watching me what I was doing, and they were getting annoyed because I was almost led back with on a call just typing away, but I was letting them do everything, and I was like, but it was making me. I was working probably just as hard as them, but it didn't look it. But I was looking at everything from a strategic point of view. I'm yeah. still my work ethic's still there. The work rate is still there, but it's so different. 
to another person. So that perspective and, and everyone's yeah. work rate doesn't have to be the same. So like a lot of people, like, so I, I think there's a really good like correlation here where like Daniela won't mind me saying this, but she necessarily doesn't put the same amount of hours as me every week. But if a job needed to be done, she'd do it like, I know she's done jobs before for like 40 hours where she like wouldn't yeah, sleep. Yeah, yeah. She would just work until it's done. Well, I wouldn't. I'm a routine guy. So like, I like to go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time. So I'm more of what they would call a cumulative effect. So mine yeah. would be day in, day out grafter. Well, Daniela's would be like more short bursts of lots of work. And I think it doesn't mean one way is right and one way is wrong. It's just it's individual different ways. So like, yeah. what would you say suits you the best? So for me... Uh, I would probably go more towards Daniela's sort of way of if it needs doing, I'll go get it done, I'll go smash it out, whatever, get it done, and then chill. But I like I'm not a very routine person. Like I know for myself, I'm terrible at planning yeah. and all that side of it. But for me, I I can if someone goes, oh, can something get done? Yeah, I'll just go do it. Like, yeah, I just go do it there and then like try and get it done. But obviously, I, I like you, we were saying before, where you have like you get up at this time, you go yeah. to sleep at this time, and that's that. Like for me, obviously, being at uni, I think uni sort of breeds that. Well, we'll just cram it in, sort of yeah, mentality. Yeah. Like I've done that through most my uni and college career, where I'd have an assignment in, I'd be like, oh, I should probably get it started the <laughs> night before. And yeah. It's like you'd be up all night, Red Bulls on side. All your mates are there. You just God. smash it out. So I, I'm more that sort of way inclined. So yeah, probably. No, I would, I would agree with most agree, of yeah. that. But I would also say like your work ethic is really good once you believe in a project or something. So if I want something, to do yeah. it. Yeah. So like, obviously at the moment you're doing our powerlifting program and you're coming in and your work rate absolutely through the roof. It's epic. Great member of the team. But when you come in and train on your own, you don't have your own plan. No. You don't have your own process. You're kind of just coming in, winging it. Your work rate isn't the same. No. And it's not like I don't know better because I do know better. Like, yeah, I know I should at least come in the gym with a yeah, plan yeah, yeah. and know what I want to do and know what I want to work towards. Mm. Like, But for me, having that, I feel like having that group around you and you feed off each other. Like, that's were, why I like having a coach to train yeah, with. Yeah. And you were brought up in a team environment. Yeah, though, exactly. So, so that sort of lit. suits me better. And the other thing, I think like, this is just a few things about Fraser's personality as a whole. Fraser's used to being probably the better player in the team or one of the better players. And on the power of the academy, he is one of the stronger people in the, in the academy. <laughs> He's, He's just flexing. But, um, <laughs> my head's just growing a bit. Here. Whenever he was playing cricket, he excelled at it because he was one of the better players and when he was playing basketball but when he played football yeah wasn't wasn't work. Bad. I definitely was not the best he wasn't the best and his work rate showed that he didn't put as much effort into it mm. and that's looking back and I think the best way you can predict the future is looking back into the past mm. I think Churchill says that in his book um, but like if you always only you would know that I don't read so that's the first problem <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but honestly, like if you think about it, everything that's happened in history will repeat itself. So if you look yeah, at Fraser's yeah. mentality and how he was g- growing up, like he wasn't that good at something, so he didn't put as much effort in as yeah. he did to something that he was good at. And I think that can be true for most people. Yeah. You know, if you look at, if you think now about all the things you're good at, you do it because you think, oh, the other reason is because you really want to do it. Like yeah. you really, yeah. really want to yeah, do something. Yeah, you enjoy it. I think yeah. enjoyment's a big part of this. 
Obviously, you're going to put more effort in if you enjoy it. Yeah. It's obvious you're going to do You'll bite into that. it more. Exactly. You enjoy it. You want to do it. it it's That so, that so, feels good. It's a feel-good sort of thing, So, for isn't me, it? work ethic, and this is part of the conversation that I was trying to get to, is work ethic can be split into different sections. Yeah. Enjoyment. Yeah, definitely. And a need. Yeah. And for me, so the best, the way that I, like, this kind of, like, was a light bulb moment for me was I needed to run the marathon so I needed to work at my running. I don't enjoy it, so it doesn't go in the enjoyment category, but it needed to be done. Because if you don't run, you're going to die doing that marathon. But enjoyment, and this is why I probably power lift more than anything now, is because I enjoy that. I enjoy lifting the weights. So that work ethic becomes a lot easier. So say that work ethic for power lifting is a three out of 10, the work ethic for a marathon is seven out of 10. And I think that is true of many people. And a lot of the time they'll go to work and if they're career-driven or just proud or they just want to do well in life, they'll use a lot of their work ethic there and then they'll come to the gym as that enjoyment work ethic. Yeah. So, like, Gan, have you got any examples that you give, like, that are on that similar sort of wavelength? Or do you think there's any other topic, like, any other avenues of work ethic? I think that that's an interesting one because, like, obviously, the, the enjoyment thing is 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 huge. Like, yeah. and I, I think it is underrated. Like, I used to say to people when I'd be going to the gym, like, no one enjoys going to the gym. But then when I'm actually here, I'm like, yeah, I am. I, I am. I've got to, like, look back at it and think, yeah, I am enjoying it. Mm. Yeah, it's hard work. Like, lifting weights is is hard. Mm. Yeah, it's it almost, it can be, depending on what you're doing, is almost getting this thing to another point. Yeah. Like, but it is, it's, it's nuts. So does that go back to loving the process? Well, this is, yeah, I think loving the process is an interesting one, but also having that grit and determination, like we've spoken about yeah. it, like, this is bad, but I'll joke on probably a daily or weekly basis about choking deck out, <laughs> just because I used to do jiu-jitsu and I wasn't really good at it, but I'll joke about it, but deck will always say... I'm, you're going to have to put me out. I'm not going to tap. Yeah, and uh, ask anyone, I wouldn't <laughs> We had it the yeah. other week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. He got like, hip-tossed me. But that that still, that ties into work ethic, having that gritty determination because we we spoke about it a little bit for the podcast that me and Fraser recorded where before people's lifts is very different. Hmm. Like, because some people, I've, I've seen, and like powerlifting comp, for example, some people failed the lift and like it was just because they'd been all like laughing and everything maybe before and they just didn't click in. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they'd failed the lift. That was it. That it's was a, a trigger. Focus. It was all like, uh, you have you watched The Last Dance with Michael Jordan? Yes. Yeah. So, so you need to watch this because you'd like oh, it. Oh, I can't believe you're not you watching it. You tell me Should we watch but, it tonight? Yeah. You, let's honestly. watch it after this. <laughs> But he, he talks okay. about making stories up. So I remember yeah. he, he always says stuff like, if something will happen, he'll be like, oh, that person said something to me. That's my, my, my trigger. Mm. That person didn't say anything. No. Yeah, so everyone's <laughs> trying to find their own trigger is what you're trying to say. Yeah, mm. and like, I think that's a big thing. Everyone's, like we said before, everyone's got to find their avenue yeah. Yeah. to go down. And that's So let's delve into that because like, that's an interesting, um, an interesting thought. So Fraser, triggers for you growing up to play sport and definitely for school, pressure. Yeah. Pressure from home, pressure from me. Um, I remember once we had an argument when I was your coach and you said there was too much pressure on you. You were 15 years of age, you threw a bat at me 
and yeah. you said too much pressure. You said the team never eyes on me too much, and you said there was too much pressure. You said that at fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. We. No, no, that's impressive. No, because like, it's what I'm like. He's captain of the team. Yeah, but for that's me, that's I, I've always we'd won everything the year before yeah. for two years in a row, yeah. and this year we weren't winning. And yeah. people look at the captain when things are not going well. I also think and living which, together as well. Living together. It was one of them. Oh, but. He's only captain because he's, he's yeah, living yeah, with him yeah, and then yeah. he asked it. It's like, and I think the other thing as well was it was at the time where your dad was trying to make you change your technique. Yeah, you so a- obviously I, for me playing cricket, I wasn't the best looking cricketer. No, that's technically still not. he wasn't the like, best, but he was disgusting. a good It's disgusting, like, that's why... Is he technique any- just... All off, or no, it's not all off at all. It's just not, it's, it was I don't know anything about cricket. It's just it not the tech. best to look at. So, the best oh. way best, to describe it's it, it's not textbook. Is it like yeah. Wilder and Fury in effect? Um, yes, yeah, so basically, like, Fraser was like Wilder, he had the big bang, but right. he didn't. Like, look I, the I've best. always been a big kid, like, he wasn't gonna dance past kid. anyone. No, he, you know, he, he wasn't, he, de- he, de- he hadn't had what older coaches would class as good technique. No, and but it was successful. And it was, it, this was, it was still in like the era of that older yes. mentality as well. just got out of that where now they will accept good hand and eye. And if you look yeah. at like stars in cricket, Kevin Peterson wouldn't have what you class as a good technique or A.B. No. De Villiers. And no. these are two of the, basically two of the best batsmen of this generation. Yeah, 100%. If not the two best batsmen. And you I can think. find that in any sport. <laughs> You would look at like Lionel Messi and go, he's not a natural athlete. No. Well, a lot of people have said it. Oh, he's not big enough. Yeah, he's not big enough. He's um, not big enough. And and that's again. Do you know how we got through that? Yeah. Work ethic. Yeah. And it's the same with anything. Like anyone, like Fraser, got through it, and he did change his technique because he had pressure on him. Uh, well, I had to as well because obviously you were everyone. Coaching. Well, yeah, everyone who knows <laughs> me now knows my shoulder is messed. Yeah. And that's just through bad technique. There's no other way of putting it. It's just bad technique. And he was trying to chuck the ball down. Yeah. As fast as he could yeah. when he was a bowler. I'm, I'm interested to hear, especially for you two, what, what's your trigger in terms of that grit and determination? Because like, what what makes you come to the gym at six? I know you've probably got a client, but if you yeah. if you didn't, you still would. I yeah, know you. I know, I know a lot of people, like, they will, a lot of personal trainers, like, they'll miss the odd session. I can honestly say I don't think I've ever missed a session. Like, in a long time. And, um, I think the triggers for me are a multitude of things. One being you just remember your childhood and where you're from. Yeah. And I think I do remind myself that and bring myself back to ground because whenever I go to Fraser's, I might nip to Bury or yeah, Radcliffe or something like go that. Go around the old. Yeah, we'll go around where we used to live and grow up. It's like a nostalgia trip. Isn't yeah, it? well, it's, it's also a grounding trip. Like, it's yeah. just going back, going, this is where you came from. And other things is like, I, I, I have lots of things that motivate me. I even go and see my little brother. Um, might even go see Fraser. Um, they they trigger me. Also, things like people you look up to, you think about them. So like the other day, um, whilst I was just washing the parts, which sounds like really mundane, but I just had Casey Neistat on, which yeah, for yeah, me yeah. is a motivator. And then I think the other thing, and this is my biggest trigger, is um, like where I want the, the gym to go and me personally in the future. And like Michelle said something to me a few weeks ago where she was just like, the best thing about the gym deck is that you're always here. And for me, yeah. that's like, I never really thought of it like that, but it was just amazing that she said that. And it was really nice. And then a few other people like since then, like, oh yeah, it's pretty nice that you're always here. Um, but it's just, it's nice that the gym's going in the right direction as well. So that helps with work ethic and motivation. Don't think if it weren't going well, you know, the option could be, I could put my head in the sand. I could yeah, not be yeah. here as much. Yeah. Um, 
but I don't think I'm that sort of person. And I think sport teaches you that as well. Like I know we've referenced it so many times today, but there will have been times growing up where sport wasn't going too well. And I probably did shy away from it. Um, and you learn that, oh, well, actually, I really enjoy playing that sport. Or I could have, if yeah. I'd stuck at it, you would have turned it around. Yeah. Form's temporary. And yeah. that's, always the t- that's always the saying, isn't it? Form is temporary. And it's only like that in everything you do in life. You have a bad day, form's temporary, guys. Yeah, literally. And that's something I live by. So what about you, Fraser? Triggers? So for me... Uh, it's going to be sporting based again because that's, yeah, no, you, that's we, basically all we do <laughs> you two are a proper sports people yeah like that, 100% so. that's, all, that's all we love doing really mm. we like being active so for me it's a case of I don't like being sat still mm. yeah, yeah I like to be doing stuff so it sort of helps that way so like it helps me get to the gym it helps me yeah. just randomly go play a game of footy or whatever with my mates like yeah. stuff like that helps me stay active in a way yeah and keep me motivated to do stuff um enjoyment obviously as we said is a massive factor for me i feel like if i don't enjoy doing something or don't want to do something the likelihood is unless i've really got to do it i probably won't yeah so um, you need that initial buy-in in yeah i need that i need that buy-in and commit um Community probably a big thing as well for me. Obviously, playing You've said sport. It before, yeah, it helps you. Playing, with the team. yeah, playing sport, being around people, having a laugh with your mates or whatever. It's because you've always, as because you've always done it from an early age yeah, as I've well. Always done it, it. Your life, it. Yeah, literally, I've always been. And the things you follow, and, so like when you go and watch City, it's with a team of yours. Yeah, like, like we always go together. Yeah. Like we know everyone sat around us. Like I've had a season ticket since I've, but he didn't. Well, since I had to walk, or else I'd be carried through the gate. <laughs> so yeah so like that obviously community is a big thing for me um, I just had one in my head a minute I just lost it come back to you again yeah go on, go on. trigger um, going back to like like that immigrant mentality because like we, I always say like going going back to India for me and seeing my family and like seeing what my grandparents did and my great grandparents is a big thing for me hmm. and they'd made a lot of sacrifices to come over to England and try and create a life obviously um, make my, my uncle and my aunties and my mum and like doing all that I just think especially even with work if I didn't do well with work or the gym or anything I'd be doing them a disservice for, yeah. for the amount of stuff they did pride. yeah I think mm. it, it's sort of like a because they probably took a lot of risk with this country they probably made a lot of sacrifices yeah. they probably had a lot of hardship growing up as well oh like if we were through so would you are you second, second um, generation? Immigrant? I'm te- yeah, will be because yeah, yeah my mum technically was born in India, so oh, I'm wow. second. I'm second generation. That's crazy. So, so yeah, well, no, it's just that. Would you say Fraser, intrinsic or extrinsic motivators motivate you more? Wait, can you actually explain that? Cause I don't so, know what that means. In- intrinsic, <laughs> your inside. Your like your, head, sort like of self, self Yeah, pride. so self-pride. Right, okay. Let me try and explain it a little bit better. So yeah. intrinsically, <laughs> intrinsically it's I self- did do an assignment on this. Yeah. Oh, that's why I asked it. <laughs> uh, intrinsically will be stuff that motivates you from within. So it's your own personal motivation or work ethic. Extrinsically mm-hmm. are factors that um, other people put on you. So that could be a pressure, it could be a job okay. title, it could be money, Um Anything extrinsic, you could be given something to do something that is an extrinsic motivator. Intrinsic motivator 
you want to get up and do it. Mm. We've all talked about enjoyment, but we've also spoke about pressure. We've also spoke about careers and jobs. So we've talked about intrinsic and extrinsic factors. So I want to know, Fraser, what motivates you more, intrinsic or extrinsic? I, for me, I'd say I'm more swaying towards intrinsic. Mm. Um, obviously, I, I'm motivated by myself to go and play sport and train and work hard to progress towards a goal, usually a sporting goal. Yeah. Um, but there is also that little bit of extrinsic as well because at the end of the day, we all need to earn money. Yeah. Like, it gets yeah, you yeah. places. I would never it, say Fraser growing but up ever was extrinsic. I, I, like, I'm, I don't, I've only said that because usually money doesn't bother me. Like, it really, it, it really yeah, doesn't yeah. bother me. Like, I'd happily, like, I'd say, say, like, I'm sleeping on the gym floor tonight. <laughs> I remember going around <laughs> IKEA today. It was like, oh, I wouldn't buy that. It's well expensive. And, like, he's not short of a bob or two. No. And he would. He was so cheap. He was like, oh, I'd get this one because it was just, like, the cheapest. Like, I've, I've been joking with my sister because she's going, she's moving down to London for uni uh, in September. And she's like, oh, we need these placemats, oh, we yeah. need this, oh, and we need that, God. and we need this sofa. And when he came around to mine for lunch, I was like, do you want a fork? He's like, no, that's washing up. Washing up. I was, I was like, do you want I'm a plate? He's like, joking. no, that's washing up. Literally, I, <laughs> I love I, that. at uni, I just set off tinfoil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I've, like, I've, yeah like, fair play. It's just easier, isn't it? Well, when Fraser was growing up, though, he always said, like, money really wasn't an issue for him, so I do think he is mainly motivated intrinsically. He would always say you'd work at KFC. I'd just, yeah, I, I, I work for enjoyment. Like I wouldn't, I would never want to be in a job which I don't like doing. I don't see the point in it. Yeah, I really don't. It just makes you miserable. Gan, extrinsic or intrinsic? I know I've said a lot of extrinsic stuff, but it yeah. it would be intrinsic. I think I think the fact the fact that you do it for your family is very intrinsic. Yeah, yeah. I think the fact that you do it for like because ultimately, do you, do you both say you would do it for self pride? Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like for me, I like winning. Yeah, sport. I really like winning. So for me, it is that self pride of getting to that end goal of winning whatever winning is. Yeah, it it could be winning a cup or whatever, or it could just be in your head. Just oh, I've got to the end like that. Good. I like that. It makes you feel good, doesn't it? Yeah. And that that's the main thing in life. You just you just want to feel good. Do you not think it switches? Because I think before. Like my my journey, my fitness journey, it would have been extrinsic, I think. Yeah. And then because this happened, I think probably your fitness got, journey teaches you a lot of things. Oh, majorly, and I think it's probably a lot of that's been a catalyst for me. But obviously, I didn't have a lot going for me otherwise. Where you guys might have had sport going for you, so your fitness journey. Well, it wasn't a fitness journey; it was like a sports journey. Yeah, it just you know what I mean? it links to it. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah, a very yeah. easy slide into a different yeah. kind of like realm. Yeah. yeah it just comes Where yours has probably it? been like really difficult in terms of getting started was harder. Where ours was, we had to do the gym and then we just happened to love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, you get a lot of sports people who hate the gym. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then most of them. And I think that's because a lot of the time, extrinsically, they want, that's where the factors are coming from. Because the only time you're going to get up at 6am or train at 7am, p.m. at night when you're really knackered and tired is from intrinsic motivation and intrinsic work rate. And obviously the main focus of this podcast is talking about work rate. So what I want everyone listening to think about is write down what motivates you intrinsically, 
what motivates you extrinsically. If you want to share it with us, that's fantastic. Message is over. We'd love to hear what motivates you. And I know personally, like I battled with both intrinsic and extrinsic. Mm. Growing up, obviously not very well off, wanted a lot of extrinsic things. But I bought extrinsic things. Fraser will tell you. Yeah, I, yeah. There's nothing I haven't bought. No, he, 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 he likes a good buy. Yeah, yeah he does. Love a spend. Like but, treating yourself. But it takes strong builds a little motto there. Treat yourself. But <laughs> it never, it never gives you that fulfillment or happiness. And I've always, I've also been very blessed to have a very good work record work ethic and work rate naturally so a lot of the motivation now I guess is intrinsic and I think that comes with experience I think obviously Fraser being 20 years of age is quite wise and obviously he's developed a lot of different mindsets and I think also like his mindset and work ethic has been judged a lot probably unfairly probably by myself as well unfairly at times and people work at different rates and I only realise this as being a boss and a leader in the gym and I always thought everyone had to work like me. And if they didn't work as hard as me, they didn't deserve, well, deserve to do well. But obviously, I've realised people work at different rates. And as some, it, it was like a really clear saying that someone told me. And it was basically like Barack Obama retired at 55 and Donald Trump started at 70-odd. And that just shows for anyone, like, people go, oh, Dad, you were 22 when you started the gym, like, you know, you were really young, but that doesn't make, make any difference. Say if I only do this yeah. for 20 years and end up leaving it at 42, but someone might start at 42 and do it until the 65. They've done it a lot longer than me. Um, and I think it's all perspective and where you are in your life and mm. timing is different. You know, I plan to have a big life break when I'm 30. Um, I've always planned it. I think work really hard, have a life break just for a year, just to kind of like reassess. I think lockdown's been amazing for that, just to reassess where we're going goals-wise. Mm-hmm. For me, it's been fantastic. We're making a lot of changes at the gym for it. Um, and also, it also makes me think about my work ethic and my work rate and where I want to put that. Because sometimes you may have, we all have the same 24 hours in a yeah. day. Yeah. Um, and I know for me, I want to put some of my work ethic in other areas now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where would you say most of your work ethic goes, Gareth? Would you say it's more gym or work? Because I know you you do quite well in your career. You've got a good career plan. You've got a good career path. You do really yeah. well with your job. Um, I'd probably say over the last six months it's more gym. Um, only for the fact, obviously, like you you both know, I had a bit of a. I went back to an old job that I didn't want just mm. because my my job last year was temporary and that hit me pretty hard, but. Yeah. Going to the gym was helping that. So I think last six months, definitely, probably gym. Before that, it was work. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so you had a temporary promotion at work. Yeah. You worked really hard at it. Was that because of the promotion to the title or the money that came with it or the career prospects? All three. All three? Yeah. So that was an extrinsic motivator? Yeah, I'd um, probably say that, yeah. But And that's what I'm talking about, guys. At different times in our lives, things will motivate us at different times. And that's okay. Like, a lot of people judge other people because, oh, why did that guy move to this football team? Because it's an extrinsic motivation. I've, I've got a good example of Go this. So with that, so to explain it, that grade I was at last year, mm. it took my mum, uh, I think it was like eight years to get. Mm. Yeah, I got it in three and a half. Yeah, so it's like a pride thing as well. Yeah, and I, being 24, being at that grade, it's kind of unheard of in, yeah. in, our, like, in what I do. So it was a little bit like, 
Okay. And then I will end up being the same grade as my cousin who is, well, she turned 40 yesterday, but obviously she was 39 last year and I'm 24. So it was a bit of a thing where it was like... Wow, you've done really well. It, yeah, but it was like, is your work ethic different to, to hers? Yeah. And I'm like, no, we're just on different paths. It's a completely different journey. Oh, that's, I think, a good, that's a good way of yeah. like looking at it. And going back to it, I genuinely think like you might want to be, your work ethic might not always be 100% at the gym or 100% at your yeah. workplace. But as long as you're working for both of them and you have a clear plan of where you want to go, I think that's important. So I know like sometimes like I'll, like this week being a prime example of it, like today, I'm t- it's just coincided that this week, four weeks ago, I planned that this week would be my deload week so I could do things like go to Ikea and spend six hours on my course yesterday. Like, it's so I could do certain things. Yeah. But, you know, you plan well, you can put your work ethic into different areas. Like, I'll be honest, going to Ikea today was a lot hard work compared to just PTing some clients, which I usually do. Trust me, I'd much rather be doing my day job than what people would class as a a nice day at work going to Ikea. It was not nice when you it. Was <laughs> it was interesting. It was, it's always interesting. It's actually bringing back... Old school Yeah, it was definitely old school. So I don't know if you've heard the podcast where uh, me, well, Gan interviewed me, to be fair, and we talked about, like, we've matured and the business has matured <laughs> and we don't do stuff like carrying girders in the back of vans. Oh, you told me about it. Uh, <laughs> and, like, all sorts of stuff like that. And... Vans that didn't work and all sorts of stuff. But today we were, we'd picked up a sofa and a desk and a mirror. <laughs> yep. From IKEA. And the sofa, it's safe to say, did not fit in the new car, did it? It was nearly in. It was nearly in. So we just thought, ah, we'll wing it. We'll, well we drive home. Why would you want to pay delivery? Yeah, we didn't want to. Yeah. Well, the reason why we didn't want to pay delivery <laughs> is because we had to queue back up. Yeah, we had to queue back up. And, we didn't want to queue. We weren't the queues were a long <laughs> yeah. time. Anyway, so we ended up just winging it and we got it home fine. Yeah, and fine. then even when we got it through the door, it didn't really fit. So we kind of just kicked it through the door. Yeah. Until it like, went through. We tackled it through. <laughs> It's it though. We rugby tackle. I, oh. I had to pull it. You had to pull it. I, I, was, I was guiding he, he, it. he was on his phone texting while you're <laughs> I, I was guiding it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, work ethic today went to Ikea. Yeah. <laughs> it was tiring. It was actually. Yeah, but it's not it's, it's not your normal job, is it? No, no exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like uh, when we were doing all the work here, like was helping Ben out, honestly, I was absolutely knackered. <laughs> when was helping the flooring guy? I was knackered. I was like, how on earth do you do this all day? And he's like, I couldn't do your job all day. No. Because like, you used to, isn't it? Yeah, like, well, I'm on like 16,000 steps today. That's like probably just slightly below. Oh, don't we say this. You're going to be crap over this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Again, guys, what would you say if you were giving anyone some tips on work ethic, what would it be, Skip? I would say have a goal in mind. Have a goal in mind? That That's, I would say that's a big, big thing. Knowing where you want to go and then having a plan to get there yeah. because there's everyone goes oh I want this but how are you going to get there yeah that's a big thing like you can't wing that mm. like you do need to sit down write write it down like I've done for you for your program yeah literally write it down that's good and then you can think look back and go right I need to do this I need to do this I need so you're to like basically you've got a destination and you've yeah. mapped it backwards and you've got the sat nav route exactly to it in the fastest way Exactly. And that's the best way to describe it, guys. Get a plan. Yeah. yeah. Go again. plan. Just start. Just start. start. Yeah. That's a good one for work, right? You know, I think yeah. 
there's something that I, I do a lot and LJ does a lot and I know a couple of other clients do is just tick boxes. Just, you know, just write the list in the morning, get it done. <laughs> has, she told, has she told you? She's crazy about it, isn't she? Has she told you about the conversation we've had about no. this? So a couple of weeks, I think it must be about a couple of months ago, just before lockdown, we talked about tick boxes because I was like, I've got all this stuff to do. And then she was messaging me on Instagram like, this is everything I've ticked off. And I was just like, yes, I need to do it. I know. Well, well, I <laughs> it is, good. The list can start really simple. So I don't know. Yeah. There's like a Marine that's wrote a book about the first job every day should be... Your bed. Make your own oh, bed. Oh, right. Oh, so, I do that. I, yeah. yeah. I but know. LJ, <laughs> oh, really LJ's first job to get the list going is get up. And I think that's a really good way. Like, like just little, little, little steps. Little jobs. Little steps. little steps. My big tip would be just don't compare your work rate to anyone else's. No. Brush my teeth was on mine. I mean, you haven't picked it, so that's worrying. <laughs> no, oh. it, it, uh, <laughs> no, because I'm doing that straight. Will you just like step away? A little bit? <laughs> oh, don't give me this now. <laughs> no, but like, be serious, guys. Um, yeah, a lot. Of, like my little brother once said to me, "He's like, ah, oh, Deck, I'm never gonna be like as good as you. I don't work as hard." And that's like, it's not the way to be. It's not the mentality to be. Everyone works at different rates. They work at their Definitely. own pace. Yeah. And when Shane said that to me, I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like, he's only 16 years of age. I think I think it was 16 when he said it. Uh, I think it was in September. And I was like, that's not motivating him. If anything, I should be motivating him. So we, we sat down and we had this literal exact same conversation about work ethic and motivation. So it's pretty crazy because he's motivated differently to me. And I think everyone is. And yeah. that's the biggest it's, takeaway. It's a very, very individual thing. Yeah. Anything you would say like on your own personal work ethic, on where you want your work ethic to go, anything you think, something that someone could take away from working on it or something that you think don't make that mistake. Anything else to add, guys, then? For me, I know there's more time in the day when I could just get it done and stop procrastinating. That I'm a big... Yeah, I'm Ooh, procrastination's a good one. Yeah. Like, I'm I think, bad for that. I think me, like, me and my mum have, have had this conversation where, especially during lockdown, I think it's been hard, but I've probably procrastinated more than I should. With work as well, I'll admit that, but it's stopping that. So do you get the hardest job done first in the day? I used to, but that that's what I've not been doing. That's right. the thing. What's the famous quote? Uh, eat your frog. Eat the frog. Yeah. Okay, in the morning. Who says that? Steph does it, doesn't it? Steph does it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's doing a lot of good content at the moment, guys. So if you can follow Mind, Body and Confidence, he's really good. But, uh, shameless plug there. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's from Jamie Alderton. It's, it's, oh, right. it's a really good saying. And something that I would say for work, I think that I've learned a lot is like, Think of someone who inspires you and maybe just yeah. go and speak to him. Like, when I spoke to your dad about it, Fraser, like, mm. he was just like, yeah, it didn't happen overnight. It no, didn't it's just something come. you work on, isn't it? it and yeah. also it's planned and it's like, and like, writing down your reason why, you know, yeah. that is so powerful for me. So like, for me, building my family, make sure they've got, like, I can send my kids to grammar school, go on nice holidays together, make sure they can yes. go play sport. But most of all, time freedom so I can go and watch them do their things and yeah, be there for my kids. Thing. It's really important. And like, go and like, watch YouTube videos of your favourite people. Like, I look at Elon Musk and stuff like that. And like, he, he talks about it. Like, he, I look at Casey Neistat and like, he talks about his day. And like, just try and take little bits from other people and like, maybe just learn from other people and what, some things won't work for you, some things will. Yeah. But work ethic is a subjective thing for everyone that's different for everyone and it'll go in peaks and troughs and flows. 
but make sure you take enough time for yourself, guys, as well. I think on that as well, because you like I, I used to watch Casey Neistat, mm. and like I watch like Gary V, and like I listen to David Goggins quite a bit. Yeah, and like some of the the stuff you absorb, and especially on social media, it does affect you, but it also it can make you into a better person. Like when I've mm. when I've listened to David Goggins or listened to the audio book. I'm like, yeah, let's get stuff done. See, I've taken yeah. a lot out of Goggins and Vaynerchuk, but I would actually disagree with a lot of what they say. So yeah, pre pre to like, you know, you have to live a holistic lifestyle. Gary V wasn't on that wagon. He was like, <laughs> he, he literally like made this uh, like the signs hustle and stuff like yeah, that. Like, yeah, yeah. He would always be on it. And now because that's not the way the world's going, he's changed his mind. And I don't believe in stuff like that. And I, th- I think you should, like, obviously you can develop your principles, but a lot of the time these people are just changing their views or spouting their views, as I like to say, just for like a marketing Mm-hmm. and yeah. media and I think both of them have done amazing things and they're both very good at what they do but sometimes I don't think their advice is good or relevant to everyone when they say it is and I think everyone should like basically try and relate that to themselves maybe try it and see how you find it yeah. and then see if that works for you not everything that some superstar is going to do works for you yeah because I think like when Obviously, what we spoke about when I was with another PT and I was doing like double sessions. Mm. And if I if I listened, like I was listening to David Goggins in the morning, but like you're saying, that might not work for you, or yeah. it might not work for the next person. But it triggered something in me, and I was just like, "Oh, this is happening. I'm on death's door, but I'm getting it done." Yeah. Good stuff, guys. Anything to add before we finish? Nothing from me. What's the next convo on university? Are we doing yeah, yeah, yeah we, we, yeah, we got to. Are we sticking about? Yeah. <laughs> Good night, guys. It's night. nearly half eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. It's past your bedtime. We're an hour and twenty-two minutes past. <laughs>